welcome to the Film Geezers Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Film Geezers Podcast. I'm Rob Owen here as always with Cheeto. Hello. And today, amazingly, it's our 20th episode. Nice. And uh, I know we had a little bit of a break over summer because of, you know, life. But yeah, it's uh, really good to uh, to reach a milestone, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> so um, today we're just going to, this is going to be kind of a new thing which we are going to um, do is that it's kind of unprepared, really. Yeah. We're just going to discuss some of our... Um, favourite directors and try to come up with uh, who we think is maybe the best director of all time mm. so um, do you want to as this is your, your kind of thing you want to take it yeah well, <laughs> well, well, I mean when you think of directors there's only really one <clears throat> name you think of but, so before we start it's like when, you, when you're judging directors do you judge them on the awards that they've won or just the the uh, the work that they've done. Well, what I think consistency, is, um, volume. I think the best thing you can do is is obviously feel that the films have actually directed come in as a big part, and then it's same with with not necessarily as big of a reason as the films, but the the awards sometimes you know it can show. But I mean, there's this what. I've, in my research, there's so many great directors, legendary directors that have never won an award. So awards don't really no. aren't that important. No. But um, I just just like um, the big famous ones, uh, like I said, what film? How you judge a director is you look at their work. That's that's literally how we're trying to do it. Their longevity, like you said, um, not even necessarily the uh, persistence. How many films they've got out you know because there's some directors only where it's more quant uh, quality over quantity mm. you know so yeah there's just a number of different factors playing to this but I mean because I th- I... you've got some directors who say like Arson Wells you know he won pretty much everything for his first film yeah and never quite achieved the same and people still regard him as one yeah. of the best directors of all time don't mm. they so um, you've got some directors who um who are a little bit hit and miss they have, they have a great film then a couple of duds and then a great film yeah. and I know it's all it's all subjective isn't it it's, yeah. it's you know um, it's our own kind of yeah this is choices. completely our, our opinion you know no um, list is going to be the same is it you know so um, yeah I think we should get right into it and right. what I was about to say is, is when you think of directors there's only one name that comes to mind that's Steven Spielberg isn't it you know yeah. um now, just his notable films, he's uh, he's made Jaws, Close Encounters of the Third Kind, the Indiana Jones franchise, Jurassic Park, Schindler's List, Saving Private Ryan, Minority Report, Catch Me If You Can, War Horse, Lincoln, Bridge of Spies, Ready Player One, and that's just a fraction of his actual filmography. Yeah. But obviously, they're they're sort of the big ones, and just from those films alone, you know what I mean? You could just say you can make an argument of him being one of the best of all time, yeah. you know. And the fact that he is such a diver is is not sort of stuck in one. Oh yeah, 100%. like a lot. Of, a lot of directors get stuck in kind of a single genre. Yeah, um, I think a lot. A lot of his films, um, some of them can be quite uh, outlandish or mm-hmm. quite um, not. I don't want to use the word not believable, but obviously they're um, 
out of the ordinary, and then some can be quite yeah. gritty and real. Because you like you, you made Jaws, Close Encounters, E.T., Indiana Jones, um, all kind of you know actiony adventure, yeah. sci-fi-ish, and then he made like Color Purple as well, yeah. which was a complete departure from his normal. And then he got you know he makes and then he's it's like Schindler's List as well, you know. Mm. Um, and I think that was kind of a very personal film to him. I think you yeah. said, but yeah, it's 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 because um, I kind of flipped, like you said, I kind of flipped it yeah. on his head that he can he shows that he can do these these not just these huge blockbusters, <clears throat> these gritty dramas, you know. And yeah, I just think his is like I said, those films there just cement yeah. him on there. You know, there's no debating it. You know, he's on there, and I think if we look at his notable awards, I don't know if you want to. Yeah, say his notable awards. Um, he won uh, Best Picture, Best Director for Schindler's List. Same Private Ryan, he won Best Director. Uh, and there's a note here that you put your same Private Ryan infamously lost to Shakespeare in Love in the Best Picture category, and you reckon that's one of the biggest robberies in history? Mm. Um, because obviously, uh, oh, it was yeah, it was it was hundred percent. Same Private Ryan is one of the best war films I, I would say ever made mm. uh, you say it's a laughing stock due to it was Oscar Bate yeah that right? I, um, uh, it was the 1999 Academy Awards and yeah Shakespeare in Love basically won a lot of Oscars but can you ever see you've, have you watched it and no, everyone it, it, it's basically one of the biggest robberies of all time obviously you know everyone knows how great uh, Same Part of Ryan is it should have won Best Picture yeah uh, but like, like I said, luckily now everyone knows which is a better film. Um, and then, what is his other awards? Yeah, he's won BAFTA for Schindler's List. He won the Best Picture, Best Director, Golden Globes. He got Best Drama for E.T., uh, Best Drama for Schindler's List, um, and Best Motion Picture for Schindler's List. And for Saving Private Ryan, he got Best Drama and Best Motion Picture. And then also at the Cannes Film Festival, he got the best screenplay for the Sugarland Express. So that shows he's written a couple of yeah. films as well. And that's something else about um, some directors. Um, they also write their own, yeah. or some of their own films. And also, I mean, I know Spielberg's got DreamWorks, so he produces a lot of films. Yeah. So even even if you take directing aside, even without Spielberg, you wouldn't have had all the films that DreamWorks would no. have produced as well. And also, he's got his um, including uh, Shrek. Can you imagine <laughs> a world without Shrek? <laughs> he also had his um, Amblin International as well, didn't yeah. he? Which yeah, a lot of films were made under as well. So what he's yeah. done for film was just because he came out of nowhere. Because his first film was obviously Jewel, wasn't it? Yeah, uh, it was a nineteen seventy one thriller film, wasn't it? Um, yeah. and it was it's quite good actually, but uh, it sort of came out of nowhere. It was like a, a straight to TV, wasn't movie and just what June? Uh, Jewel, sorry. Yeah, yeah. And just since yeah. then, it's just fired on this one of the best, if not the best, career. And and this is the thing. I think Steven Spielberg is one of those directors where he's more famous or just as famous as some of the big yeah. A-list celebrities as well. Mm -hmm. Like um, everyone knows who Steven Spielberg is. I think he was a graduate of the UCLA Film School, wasn't he? With a lot of others right, yeah. like George Lucas and he came through because they call yeah. it the is it the new wave of Hollywood yeah. where like um, yeah. Coppola came through, Carpenter yeah. came, all of these great directors. So that's that's when sort of the, the film studios were in decline. Yeah. Um, sort of the old the old era of Hollywood was over. Mm. 
and that's when a lot of the film studios were being bought out by other companies and so they wanted to obviously make films that appealed to younger audiences so yeah. that's why they uh, gave these younger directors filmmakers an opportunity and uh, arguably this this yeah. has been better than what's come before this yeah. year but what, what I love about Steven Spielberg as well is like I said about Amblin and whatnot. he's produced so many movies and uh <clears throat> he's what the movies he produces he cares about because mm. there's a lot of films where um no one would pick it up and he was like yeah this is a brilliant movie i'm gonna put my name on it and with with his name even if he's not directing it or whatever even if it just says steven spielberg presents people are gonna go see yeah. it and a lot of movies he's done that with i think goonies he did that with then he cared a lot about the goonies he put his name on it yeah and whatnot and just yeah when he cares about a project you just can tell he loves film and there's no, like I said, there's no um, arguing why he should be on the on the best directors no. of all time list. So, yeah. right on to the next one. I think I, I'll let you take the list because he's um, Francis Ford Coppola. Mm. Uh, obviously, notable films: The Godfather trilogy, uh, Apocalypse Now, The Outsiders, Bram Stoker's Dracula. Not a prolific filmmaker, no. but um, <laughs> the films he has. Had, yeah, I mean, you've got. Godfather, Godfather Part 2, which are always on top 10 lists of yeah. best films ever. Uh, Apocalypse Now as well. Um, Godfather Part 3, not, not, so, <laughs> not so great. Um, I mean, the awards that he's won, he won the Best Picture, Best Director for Godfather Part 2. He won the BAFTA for Apocalypse Now, Best Director. Golden Globe Awards, the Godfather, Best Drama, Best Director, Apocalypse Now, Best Director. Um, and the Cannes Film Festival, they, uh, he won the Palm Doll for the Conversation, and also Palm Doll for Apocalypse Now. And I think the one for Apocalypse Now, um, mm. it wasn't even a the final cut of the film. Yeah, really? Wow, well, that's amazing. It isn't is. It? Yeah. I don't know if you want to go into a bit about um, yeah, Apocalypse I mean, Now. Again, it, you know, Coppola was one of these like the new wave yeah. um, filmmakers. Um, he actually, I think, was one of the first to set up his own production company, which is American Zoetrope, which um, produced George Lucas's first film, which is TXX Eleven Thirty Eight. Yeah, uh, and it almost bankrupt because <laughs> <laughs> they were good friends, weren't they? Yeah, they were good, they were good friends, and, and unfortunately, um, the studio didn't like THX and demanded that they repay all the money they'd been paid, and that pretty much almost bankrupt. Um, Jesus, can you imagine? Yeah. But yeah, obviously. Um, what's what's the Godfather his debut? Because it was seventy um, seventy two. No, no. It would have been early I though. Think wouldn't he it? made other films before that, but obviously Godfather was at the probably the biggest mm. um, studio production that he. Uh, I had. mean, he hasn't made a. I don't think he's made a film in years no. either. It's since no. maybe the early two thousands or late nineties, because. Yeah. I don't. I don't know what it is. Maybe he's just he's he's happy with his filmography. Yeah, and maybe I, mean, I think he probably sticks to producing as well. Yeah, probably. Uh, well, obviously, Apocalypse Now. Um, I think is probably a film that is going to be remembered for. Um, it's loosely based on the Joseph Conrad novel Heart of Darkness, um, and I think it, initially he wanted to film it sort of documentary style. Uh, obviously, it's about the Vietnam War. Yeah. Um, it's not film because uh, it doesn't actually take like most films will will come from one particular viewpoint. Um, it's left up to the 
audience decide what they think whether they feel that war is is wrong or mm. right it's kind of an odd one really I think that's what separates it though isn't yeah. it you know and why it's so legendary but like you said it, it's it's a lot more it's just as famous for its or infamous for its off yeah. screen well I think I rem- I'm trying to think at the top of my head it took something like 16 months to film because they had all sorts of problems they, they originally cast Harvey Keitel um, in uh, Martin Sheen's character mm. um, and he I think he left the project after a couple of weeks disagreements and things Martin Sheen turned up um, I think part way into the film he had a heart attack yeah which they tried to cover up because they, they thought you know if they were going to get shut studio, down yeah the studio finally going to get shut down um, they a lot of their sets were destroyed in a, a, a I think like a hurricane mm. or something happened there talk about the um like the, the yeah. helicopters well they filmed in the philippines and at the time they they i think they they were the army that still were, had the hueys yeah and at the moment at that time um it was old general marcos who was mm. the, the president and he was fighting a civil war at the time and so apparently they set up a scene they'd call for the helicopters and they disappeared to go <laughs> and fight somewhere um but yeah it's just all sorts of problems um but that you know it's amazing that it actually got made well it shows his talent that even yeah. in those type of circumstances he can make a, a brilliant film yeah. wasn't it you yeah know? and like i said there there is um there's a few versions of it out there but yeah. what i would i would always say probably watch the redux which is, is that the um, that's cut? like the three hour one that is included a lot of material that wasn't included in the theatrical yeah. release um, but yeah, I think that's, that's kind of definitive. Mm. And I think that, that just goes to show the reason why we're talking about apocalypse now is because that just goes to show the 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 actual um, yeah. ability he possesses. Mm. Where, like I said, when he's under pressure like that, you know, huge stress. It, I know it took a huge, massive toll out of him yeah. as well. You talk yeah. about the actors, but it took a huge toll out of him. He he actually, because I watched a documentary, he hated the project basically <laughs> halfway through. And didn't he, he almost broke up his marriage yeah, and other things like that. Almost ruined his life, and yeah. he still persevered. Yeah. And he made, like I said, one of the best war movies ever made. So, yeah. right, that's 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 but okay. I, think, I mean, of of those, you know, Godfather, Godfather Two, Apocalypse Now. Yeah. There, Any, anyone of, who has those three movies, some of my favorite films, yeah, and definitely on my list of, of favorite films. He could he could have made a hundred bad movies after yeah. that, and just for having those three movies on, you're in the top ten, aren't you? Yeah. Basically, so. We'll move on to the next one and I'll let you take the reins right. again another um, Martin Scorsese again <clears throat> so where do, you, where do you go Noble Films Mean Streets Taxi Driver Raging Ball King of Comedy Colour of Money Goodfellas Cape Fear Casino Gangs of New York The Aviator The Departed Shutter Island Hugo The Wolf of Wall Street The Irishman list goes on and on, <laughs> and, on and on Um I think apart from King of Comedy I think all of those films were were you know su- financial success yeah. I say but I think yeah, again, he's another, he's another one of those new wave directors. Mm. Um, a lot, uh, again, he, he works in different genres. Yeah, which which is good. I mean, obviously, you know, Mean Streets, Taxi Driver, uh, Mean Streets was all about sort of the gangster. Um, was based on gangster mm. films, obviously like Goodfella, Casino. So there, there is a you know Irishman. There is a theme there. Because I think outsiders, people would associate Martin Scorsese yeah. with the, the gangster, gangster genre. crimes genre. Yeah. You know, 
But like some, he's got some you know brilliant other films like Departed. That's a brilliant film. Yeah. Shutter Island. You know we featured that on our last podcast. Mm. About, you know plot twist. I mean you think of Cape Fear as well. That's yeah. t- that's totally yeah. against what he had ever done. Um, Wolf Wall Street, which yeah. is a full on comedy. You know King of Comedy as well. But you've probably not seen that. It's but a De Niro, that, isn't it? But yeah. that's a complete departure for both of them because mm. it is supposed to be a comedy film as well. So and like, obviously some of his um closely worked with yeah. he he. he in the early days, he worked with Pacino, worked with uh, De Niro as yeah. well, didn't he? And then he he kind of took DiCaprio under his yeah. Leonardo DiCaprio under his wing, and he's yeah. run with him for the last. Well, I think decade. initially, apparently, you know, him and Harvey Keitel were sort of inseparable, apparently. Yeah. Because uh, obviously, he featured in a lot of his films as well. Yeah. But obviously, yeah, De Niro is most probably closely associated with him. Yeah. It's like with other, you know, other directors who like Spielberg. You know, he did a lot of work with Tom Hanks. And yeah. then and then DiCaprio as well, so they they tend to use the same sort of actors. Well, I, I I saw a little interview about Scorsese, and he said that that he saw the potential of um because he started using he started using Leonardo DiCaprio quite early when he was younger, yeah. And he saw the, the just the potential, and maybe he helped mold him because we we always said we like modern Leonardo DiCaprio, yeah. not necessarily yeah. the younger, but yeah. he maybe helped mold him by those roles, you know, but. Yeah. Yeah, like I said, um, do you want to go into his notable awards? Yeah, um, surprisingly, he's only won, won one Academy Award mm. for the best director, and that was for The Departed. Um, I thought The Departed won best picture as well. No, no, just best, oh, yeah, just best okay. director. Uh, BAFTAs, he's won uh, best picture for Alice Doesn't Live Here Anymore, which was one of his earlier yeah. films. Uh, again, I think that was that with De Niro. Yeah. Goodfellas, he won best picture and best director. Uh, and best adapted sp- screenplay as well. And I think obviously the the film he's he's most nobly nobly um, associated with is Goodfellas, I think, isn't it? Just because well, it depends generationally. Yeah. I think probably Taxi Driver for older, you know, people, and then maybe I suppose Wolf of Wall Street for Goodfellas the, for the, as well. the uh, younger people. But yeah. just goes to show that that his career. Is is decades old and yeah. he still kept up that that same bar, you know, and it's just amazing. And uh, believe it or not, he's actually you'd think looking at his films, he's actually one of the nicest directors in real life. <laughs> yeah. You think looking at his yeah. films, you'd be like, God, what goes through this man's mind? But you know, and even we haven't even talked about Hugo. That just no. goes to show no. his 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 full um, what he brings to the table because he made I believe he made Hugo because he had a. Was it a daughter or niece or something? Yeah. And he wanted to make a movie. Well, it's for like that. a lot of a lot of directors and actors. They you know they they have kids and then they say, well, you know, I want to make a film that my kids can watch. Yeah. Or you know, young, younger people can watch. Oh, so as well as um, uh, Golden Globe, he also yeah. won uh, best director for Gangs of New York from the Golden Globes. Yeah. He won best director for The Departed and uh, won best director yeah. for Hugo. So. so Hugo's an animated film based yeah. on Hunchback of Notre Dame. And you'd never think so, it would be a Scorsese no, at all, you would you, you know? That's that's right. And it's, I, I don't know if you've, you've done this. You sat down and watched a film, and then you've seen the the credits at the end, and you, you go, like, what? no way. Yeah, yeah. That's really? They've directed that? It's just, yeah. I mean, he's, he's still making movies nowadays, isn't it? So, you know, easily one yeah. of the best of all time. And, um, yeah, like you said, he's part of that sort of new wave of American yeah. directors coming through from the 60s, 70s. So, more than... Happy that he's both on the yeah. list, yeah. They sound right. Next one, 
Would you like me to say that? Yeah, you can say that. Right, so the next one is Sir Alfred Hitchcock, and oh, everyone knows him, but Noble Films, Strangers on the Train, Dial M for Murder, Real Window, Vertigo, North by Northwest, Psycho, The Birds, and Marnie. And believe it or not, this this ties to what I was saying earlier, Hitchcock is surprised and never won any awards from the Academies, even though he's made some of the best films of history. Yeah. And I think maybe is that because it, he makes very... He makes films that the academies don't necessarily like, or you know, sometimes it could be quite political, can't it? You know, yeah. Maybe, maybe they're not well, his there's, style. There's a difference in there between um, what audiences like. Yeah. Oh yeah, and what, what the journalists, you know, the, yeah. sort of the the critical the critics like, because mm. critics can hate a film that people love and go and watching. It happens all the time, doesn't it? Yeah, and you know they get snubbed at. Oscars ceremony yeah. as well because yeah like you say it's it can be but I don't know I really don't know why I mean you look at his just his career I mean he st- he started off in the in the really in silent films in, and in the tw- in, 20s or something yeah. he started off yeah yeah so at the birth really of the British British film industry mm. and then he got into directing I think he made um, 39 Steps in, and that brought him to the attention of uh, the US and they brought him over. I'll, t- I'll tell you, what, if you look at his filmography, it, he has made so many yeah. films, so many films, and it's just uh, Alfred. This thing, Alfred Hitchcock, is one of those guys where you don't need to look at his awards or what, because he's won loads of awards yeah. from other academies, but you don't need to look at his awards to know how great of a of a director he basically birthed a whole new genre, yeah. or he took the reins of that and. But he wasn't. He wasn't beyond taking a risk. Like with Psycho, yeah. people said no one's going to watch it. No one wants to see a film about this this subject matter. Yeah. And I think I think he had to he had to put up part of the finance himself. I think he had to mortgage yeah. his house and everything to to finance that film, which is probably his, it's got to be his most closely associated film. Yeah. Most famous film. And this thing we were talking in the previous podcast about like talking about Psycho or talking about some of his films he <coughs> explores different subject matters um, yeah. like mental health and Psycho where maybe like you said other directors would be too scared or too uh, they didn't want to necessarily go you know and and he was like no I'm going to do that and it worked I mean like I said those, those films they're some of the best thriller yeah. films of yeah. all time and, and certainly he has yeah. to be well you know Psycho Vertigo Marnie are all around some mental health or, or issues mm that nature so yeah it's, it's sometimes the subjects are, are ones that other people won't touch and then maybe that's why he, he hasn't won awards no maybe because i know i know um like uh those subjects nowadays are, are starting to get talked about maybe yeah. back in the 60s 50s or whatever he they just weren't yeah. known or they weren't talked about and maybe that's what like you said he, that's mm. why he didn't win any awards but like i said he doesn't need awards. Everyone knows yeah. how great he is. Everyone knows how much of a legend he is, and and I think he easily deserves to be yeah. on on the top ten. Had his own TV series, and um, he did. I yeah, think his final film, I forget what it's called now. It was in in the mid to late seventies. So yeah. I mean, he's he's had he, a, di- he died eighty, I believe, yeah. nineteen eighty. So he's had a career that's spanned mm. probably nearly sixty years. And a uh, little thing, um, Universal. Uh, Universal could have picked any plethora of directors, but for their um, Universal theme parks and whatnot, he was the uh, sort of, um, not mascot, but this sort of uh, 
person they use to promote all on the on the trailers and whatnot. And that just goes to show how iconic he is. That Universal want to promote him around the world, and everyone knows who he is, don't they? You know. Mm. And he's got such an iconic look, such an iconic voice as well, you know, because it's that sort of. Um, Did, didn't they have a, the the um, uh, base house on the Universal they do, tour, yeah, they Backlot do. tour, and they still they're still there to to yeah. this day. Um, but yeah, just that iconic sort of posh, but sort of American <laughs> twang, isn't it? Voice that he has, yeah. that he possesses. But yeah, he he was he was a bit of a not a weird character but a bit of an out of the ordinary just because I, I I don't know what that is but would you agree or I think most people are mm. I think most creative people are eccentric the way he carried some, himself the way he point. spoke is definitely out of the yeah. ordinary and that's not a bad thing at all and it just goes to show with those those films he has an absolute mm. legend and more than deserves to be in the top 10 isn't yeah. it so we'll move on to the next one right. you can take the place alright next one is Quentin Tarantino and his notable films, Reservoir Dogs, Pulp Fiction, Jackie Brown, Kill Bill, Francois, Kill Bill 1 and 2, Inglorious Bastards, Django and Chen, Hateful Eight, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Um, again, he, from what I can remember, he, he had no formal sort of um, film training, did he? No. I think he just worked in a video store and he watched did, yeah. a lot of films. And then he, he wrote, uh, and that's not, that is the films he's directed. That doesn't include the ones oh, yeah, he's no. written as well. He's written so many films. So, I mean, famously, he says he's going to he's gonna make 10 films and then retire. So yeah. he's on t- up to nine now. So he was um, anticipating what that yeah, next one's going to be. He, you know, he said he wanted to move into theatre, writing books, so in, into other, you know, other... Um, other forms of... Yeah, the forms of uh, the... Uh, I guess art yeah. form, <laughs> but yeah, he's he's won um, best original ask uh, Oscar for best original screenplay for Pulp Fiction, uh, and best original screenplay for Django Unchained. So he's he's never actually won the best director Oscar, which is this, this thing. I mean, best original screenplay is a very good Oscar, uh, yeah. Oscar to win as well, yeah. and that just goes to show his writing prowess. Um, yeah. BAFTA is won uh, Best Original Screenplay again for Pulp Fiction. Django Unchained, Best Original Screenplay. So there's, there seems to be a theme. Yeah. <laughs> Golden Globe, uh, he won uh, Best Screenplay for Pulp Fiction, Best Screenplay for Django Unchained, Best Musical or Comedy for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and, and Best Screenplay for that as well. And at the Cannes Film Festival, he won the Palme d'Or for Pulp Fiction. So... Yeah, he's he's had some industry recognition, mm. um, but again, he's he's um, one of those writer directors that I think he's the epitome of the writer director, yeah. really, because he is the king of dialogue, isn't he? Oh yeah, he's, I mean, he's as one well as being one of the best directors, he's one of the best writers of all time, yeah, hundred percent. And I think there's no better writer of dialogue than him. I mean, we had a, we had a podcast the greatest opening scenes and we chose reservoir dogs just yeah. for the scene in the in the in the uh, the restaurant where they just sat and it's a scene about nothing they're just talking but the dialogue is just so just a bunch of guys but yeah. it's just so natural and it's and it and you can see yourself there yeah. you know and yeah. and just i don't know how he does it but and think about reservoir dogs that is the classic i've seen other people do it. i'm going to yeah. write a film myself and yeah. uh you know, on a, on a shoestring budget, he just as Reservoir Dogs is your first ever film. He, like you said, he had no yeah. um, 
and no experience up to that point is is it just shows his talents that he's able to make that and obviously that kick started his career. Mm-hmm. You had Pulp Fiction as well, which was just um revolutionary and for him as well, you know. Yeah. Uh unfortunately it came out in nineteen ninety four, which is one of the best uh film uh, years of the movies, but in fairness, Pulp Fiction is was the biggest film of that year. Yeah. And yeah, just every film after that and and it shows his array of films, yeah. once again it shows um but it's different things, isn't it? You know, yeah. like you think about Inglorious Bastards. That's like a a war film. Yeah. Uh, Django Unchained is is about racism and slaves and whatnot. Yeah. Well, I mean, Reservoir Dogs is about a high school and wrong. Pulp Fiction is is a vignette of different little films within a mm. film, isn't it? But all all interconnected. Sorry, of vignettes, should I say? Yeah. Um, Jackie Brown again is is a departure from. Um, from his sort of normal um kill bill that's very much based on sort of the um asian, asian yeah um cinema which i think influenced him a lot i yeah. believe um and you think about like once upon a time yeah. it's like a semi-biopic isn't it well it's one of those kind of um dramatizations yeah of... it's it's a fictional film with factual elements and and i think we both agree that's probably one of his Best films. Oh yeah, 100%. But I've got to say, of all, all the films that I've seen of his, there's not one that I don't like. Oh yeah, no, I like all of his films. It's kind it's of amazing, amazing yeah. you know, because for most of those directors that we've mentioned so far, there's always going to be a film that you don't, you don't really yeah. like. But no, no, <laughs> Tarantino. No, and he, I just he, I just love his enthusiasm. He's so enthusiastic about everything. <laughs> he loves talking about yeah. film. You know, he's uh, above everything. He's a film fan, isn't he? Yeah, and he's just one of the nicest guys out there. And like I said, as well as being one of the best directors of all time, just yeah. one of the best writers, and more than deserving of of being on this list yeah, as well. Definitely. So, if we move on to the next one, and our next one is Sir Ridley Scott. Uh, notable films: The Duelists, Alien, Blade Runner, Thelma and Louise, Gladiator, Hannibal. Black Hawk Down, American Gangster, Body of Lies, Prometheus, The Martian, All the Money in the World. And the Noble Awards, Gone Globe Awards, he won Best Musical Comedy for The Martian. And at the film, Cannes Film Festival, Best Debut Film Award, The Duelists. And now, uh, we were talking earlier about, really Scott's one of those guys where he does have um, patches where yeah. he doesn't produce that many good films yeah. does he and then he like there'll be a, a brilliant film out of nowhere yeah. wouldn't there yeah. you know but obviously we're just focused on notable films um, but I mean he, he didn't start making films till he was 40 he was, he was really yeah he um, I think he, he went to art school and he left art school um, actually while he was at art school they didn't have any kind of film department and so I think he set one up because that's what he wanted to pursue. Mm. He left art school. I think he started in TV, uh, in advertising. So actually, he did yeah making uh, TV adverts, film yeah. adverts. People think about the 1984 Apple, yeah. and he did he did that. Yeah. And you can see that as his some of his film elements in his films yeah. are showcasing that, aren't they? It's the the famous Holvis advert as yeah. well that he did. Um, uh, he set up a company with his brother Tony Scott. Uh, an advertising company and then he made um, he's sort of seeged into filmmaking with a duelist mm. which I I liked uh, I'd, I've only seen it recently but I thought for a debut film it's pretty good and it's it's kind of an odd because like we're talking about 
um, directors who kind of mix genres, and he is one. Yeah. I mean, look at his his latest film, House of Gucci. That's you wouldn't think. No, you wouldn't think that was a yeah. Ridley Scott. Well, the Duelist is set during the Napoleonic Wars, and it's about two cavalry officers who um, have a, a falling out and fight duels over a period of 15 years. I mean, that's got one of the weirdest yeah. casting decisions and Harvey Keitel. Keitel and, and, um, and John Carradine, um, which, is, yeah, it's, it's, it's odd. But it's not bad for a first movie, is it's, it? It's, you know? it's a good film. I really enjoyed well, it. I mean, obviously, like you said, where he goes from different genres, mm. I mean, Alien came out. And yeah, Alien, that- Blade Runner. Um, I mean, the noble thing about Alien is the fact that he chose... Um, he chose a, a strong female protagonist at yeah. a time. This is seventy nine. When you look at around what was going on at the time, it was kind of a bold decision mm. to to make. Because um, I, I think he said Ripley was was written for it could have been you know male or female. He just made that decision. And I think that is the best yeah. way to do it. But yeah, I mean, uh, we, we can't even we can't even describe or put into yeah. words how big. Or how like um, industry changing mm-hmm. Alien was, you know what it did for sci-fi. Um, it was right when obviously Star Wars, a couple of years after that yeah. came out. Um, just the special effects, just that cramped nature of the film. Um, and then he obviously followed that up. He was in good form, obviously with Blade Runner. Blade Runner, which I, again I think is probably my favourite of his films. Yeah. Um, Bond when it came out at the box office, um, he. Didn't like the the studio cut of it, so there is there's the loads of cuts direct, in it, yeah, director's cut out there. Do you reckon the reason why it bombed is because it goes into um, a lot of um, different ideologies, or, or you know, it's it's. Um, I don't know because eighty two. I mean, you got all the like the thing came out in eighty two yeah. that bombed as well. I think it's just the fact that they ahead of their time, maybe competition that around. Yeah, maybe sci fi was was not. As popular then, uh, both, both both the thing and Blade yeah. Runner are both now considered yeah. classics, aren't they? Yeah, but I think again, there's there were some really good films released mm. in '82, and sometimes a film can get lost, can it? In, yeah, uh, but I'm just glad it's now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, between Blade Runner and Thelma and Louise, you had you had quite a dry well, patch. Thelma yeah. and Louise is was again a strong a female-led film. Yeah. Um, you had a couple of yeah, Dodds, I think. It was Black Rain, he had, and um, there's no one I can't think off the top of my head. G.I. Jane, he did. G.I. Jane, yeah, that yeah. was in between Thelma and Louise, and then yeah. you get to, once again, like I said, we got Alien, Blood One, and after a decade or so, you get another brilliant film, and it's Gladiator, he yeah. did. And um, I don't want to go into into it. Like I, I said, think we all, we all know. Yeah, Gladiator, we, all know, we? we all know how great it is. Yeah. And I th- was Again, it? it's a different subject matter. Yeah. It's it's that historical epic. Almost. Yeah, but it's it's fiction, but it, it's based on fact. You mm. know, all these people did actually live, and this some of these events did take place. But what you can say about Scott is you can tell he comes from an advertising background because his films are just beautifully shot. Yeah, the cinematography. I mean, you, is, yeah. you, some of the some of the shots in um, in Black Hawk Down, for example. Yeah. Just be absolutely beautiful, and you think, "Wow, this is." You kind of forget that <laughs> 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 it's a film, and it's, it's yeah. And I think um, uh, obviously the, the later sort of alien film, Prometheus, didn't do as well. No, um, 
because uh, th- this thing people were wanting a prequel and he, he... we've got like Alien Aliens with James Cameron which a lot of people actually think is their favourite yeah. Alien of the franchise Alien 3 wasn't particularly great yeah and then then he goes back so you've got he does the first one other people do the, the others and then he goes back good, is it? no and I don't think gonna, you should really dip back into a I think you put too much franchise. thought into Prometheus no. um it was, it was it was a lot of themes of like um and ideologies like religious themes mm. and stuff to put I was like that for me personally that's the wrong um when you're talking about a prequel that's the wrong path to take down but you know yeah. it was his project it was his baby he can do whatever he wants other, other films he's done Hannibal um yeah. which is not the not the greatest is it no no it's not um Robin Hood. Do you want to mention Robin Hood? Yeah, Robin Hood. Yeah, that was a bit of a. I was quite excited when that came out because you know, I had Russell Crowe yeah. and whatnot. But it was kind of like once again another dud. You had Black Hawk Down, which is regarded as a very yeah, good film. American it. Gangster, which we both enjoy, yeah. isn't it? It's a very, very brilliant yeah. film. Yeah, obviously he works a lot with Russell Crowe as well. Obviously. Yeah, he does. Yeah. So, Body of Lies. Russell um, Crowe again. Martian is a, Martian is a is a absolute brilliant yeah. film. I, yeah. I love the Martian. And once again, it's. Um, it's still set in space, but it's uh, we've never had a film from Scott where it focuses mainly on one character mm. when he's and Martian is an absolutely brilliant film. In fairness, it's one of my favourite Ridley Scott films, and it just shows that he still still has it, you know, still has the ability to do that. And then obviously yeah. all the money in the world and is is um, again a different genre, yeah. different departure. So he can, he it is. It is. It's not. I don't know. How do you categorise it? It's not an action film. It is more dramatic. Yeah. I think. What was the one he did with the um, about the Crusades? Uh, uh, last year. Yeah. No, the the one. Oh, Crusades. Yeah, there's one that he did. Fucking, hell, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, but. Yeah, last. I mean, the last duel. That's again another. I mean that's same medieval times. Yeah, <laughs> it just shows how. I forget it. He's maybe that's gone. Do you reckon maybe the duelist could have been? Um, the last duel could have been from that, you know, because it obviously shows that. I believe the duelist was seventy six, seventy seven. Yeah, yeah. seventy five. I think I maybe. Think. Yeah, and it shows that he's, he has an interest in that type of um, yeah medieval genre. Uh, historical, historical, yeah. you know, and obviously his new newest movie is House of Gucci. So. Yeah. Palace quite good. So. Kingdom of Heaven Kingdom is of Heaven. the uh, that's the one with uh, I think it's got um, Orlando Bloom in it, right? Um, and he's I think it's, it's all around the Crusades. He's some kind of um, oh, what is he? He's like a uh, I think he's a blacksmith or something. And he ends up going into the Crusades and that. So yeah, that's the thing with the Scott. Like once again, we we. He, Unlike a couple of directors on this, he does he shows what the best of cinema, but he also shows what can yeah, like I said, he has some dry patches, yeah. but just based off of his longevity, based everyone knows Ridley Scott, and based off of those 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 couple of you, know, you aliens, your Blade Runners, Gladiators, um, The Martian, yeah, Black Hawk Down, America, you can just tell that that mm. the, the that's the ability he possesses, and. Um, mm. You take just because I'm, I'm looking at it at the, at the moment is the uh, Kingdom of Heaven 
it cost 130 million made 218 now you only think that was bad but i think a studio looking at that would see that mm. as when you spend that much money yeah. you're, you're expecting you a know, big big it's like when you when you like with the say for example compare that to the mcu you know 100 million you'll get 400 back i yeah. think that that would be seen as uh, a good investment mm. so yeah i mean you you got films that have done you know moderately successful but just not really been huge films no but i think like we said for those the fact that we couldn't remember it yeah exactly obviously... <laughs> before those those couple of of really good films i think he, he more than deserves to yeah. be on on the list don't you think definitely yeah yeah uh, moving to the next one we got uh stanley kubrick yeah um notable films fear and desire pass the glory spartacus alita Doctor Strange Love, 2001 A Space Odyssey, A Clockwork Orange, Barry Lyndon, The Shining, Full Metal Jacket, and Eyes Wide Shut. Yeah. Again, he's um, he's an American film director who settled in Britain. Mm. Um, he's not had the most prolific career. No. But that's down. To, a lot of it is down to the, the meticulous research that he does. Oh yeah. The amount of time he just spends yeah. on his movies. Um, he, I mean, he's famously he wanted to make a film about Napoleon, and he spent two years researching it, visiting every museum that had anything to do with Napoleon, buying every book on the subject. I think he'd amassed like fifteen thousand different um, texts mm. on Napoleon, and it just never transpired into no. anything, did it? Which is just unfortunate. Yeah. Um, I guess when you think of Stanley Kubrick, you're, you're always going to. Um, it's always going to be 2001 yeah. Space Odyssey I think is going to be synonymous with there's an, there's another film on there which isn't on there sorry another film of his which mm. is called The Killing which is a really good film it's, it's that's an early Kubrick isn't it yeah. yeah and it's about a heist at a racetrack um, and yeah I really uh, that was one of my favourite films as well I recommend that um, yeah because yeah. uh, it actually inspired part of that inspired the Reservoir Dogs apparently yeah, well, I'm um, saying yeah, yeah. Um, if, you, if you can inspire Quentin Tarantino you yeah. must be doing something right you know uh, I mean Spartacus as well um, he was brought in after because that was kind of Kirk Douglas's baby wasn't he producing yeah. um, he uh, was brought in after the original director was fired I think um, and you know it's, it's a great historical epic um, but it's, again, it's in a film that he's not written. Yeah, Pass of Glory is another uh, Kurt Douglas film, um, and it's set in the First World War uh, in France, and it's about uh, French French um, soldiers basically sent on a suicide mission, and they refuse, and so the um, the commanders decide to make um, make an example out of them. And so they they order uh, Kurt Douglas's character, I think it's Colonel Dax, to select three men, which they're gonna basically give them a, a sort of a, a court martial, but they're guilty anyway. Mm. So they're just gonna execute them as an example to the rest of them. So yeah, again, again, it's it's um, he's worked in all different sorts of genres. He's got very diverse, yeah, filmography, doesn't he? Um, some of those films are considered some of the best, you know, The mm. Shining, Full Metal Jacket, which I only realised, I only found out recently, was completely filmed in, in England. Yeah, it was, yeah. Yeah, and I didn't realise that. Didn't you? Yeah, because uh, obviously he, he was living here for that. 
Mm. I believe you've got resident, yeah. residency over here as well. Um, a Clockwork Orange is always cited as one of his best as well. Mm. Um, and obviously, you know, Doctor Strange Love as well is a very yeah. good black, black comedy, yeah. probably one of the best of all time. Yeah. But like you said, Two Round One is 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 mm. the film he's synonymous with. Yeah. And he's a lot of people don't. It's not like they don't like Stanley Kubrick because they don't understand because he has a lot of theming in this, yeah. a lot of um, extra ideology and whatnot in his movies even in even in films like space odyssey it's about space but there's some there's so much more yeah there's so much more to his films than that isn't there yeah and if if you got you got to really pay close attention to his films but um don't you want to go into his notable awards yeah um he got an academy award for a space odyssey that was best visual effects and he won a bafta for dr strange love for Best Picture and Best British Film and Barry Lyndon for Best Director. Um, but yeah, I think you look into his, a lot of his um, best well-known films, mm. there is a lot of um, extra themes in that that people may not necessarily get on the first time watching. And I think if, if you... This thing, the the, the general moviegoer, you got you watch a film, if you don't necessarily get it, you're not going to watch it again. Mm. But if you, if you don't get his films, watch yeah. them again, pay close attention. I mean, he's... he's Probably not. Probably nowadays, he's probably a bit forgotten. Yeah. But I think for a lot of people who, who like film, they they like. Oh yeah, always... I th- Stanley Kubrick's definitely a a film buffs director. Yeah. yeah. Because like, we can actually see and appreciate his work, but yeah. he's definitely he's definitely on our top ten, isn't he? There's yeah. no doubt about that. Like we said, we haven't got gone into The Shining, mm-hmm. one of the best horror movies of all time. You know. Um, I've I've. I've read I've read reviews where people shit all over the yeah. shining and they hate it and they I'm say they don't get it though, do they? Kubrick's overrated and it, it's yeah I, I don't know I absolute don't get bullshit that, that is yeah because <laughs> once again it does have extra themes and obviously about the mental side which maybe once again yeah. wasn't talked that much about that much around then but yeah just look at his filmography and and uh, what he's done for cinema um, I'm sure to act like thinking of visual effects for yeah. 2001 Space Odyssey way before their time way before their time yeah. and I'm sure they pro- they probably inspired George Lucas I believe with his miniatures and whatnot. so yeah. for Star Wars but yeah he's, like we said he's, he's more of the film buffs director but more than deserving to be on this list isn't he so yeah, right I'm going to let you do the next one yep okay the next one is uh, Christopher Nolan and his notable films are Memento, Insomnia, The Dark Knight Trilogy, The Prestige, Inception, Interstellar, Dunkirk, and Tenet. And I'll let you say the next bit. All right. Well, amazingly, like Alfred Hitchcock, um, although he's won 192 awards for his films, he hasn't won any from the major film academies, which is bizarre, really. Now, I know a little while ago, because I'd never seen the Dark Knight trilogy, yeah. and we had a little agreement that I would watch the Dark Knight trilogy, mm. and you would watch the Godfather trilogy, because mm. you'd never seen that. No. And I've got to say, I really enjoyed it. I really, yeah, I'm a fan of uh, Christopher Nolan mm. now. Well, not that I'd, I wasn't. Um, I mean, I'd seen Memento, yeah. but I'd sort of forgotten about it. That pun, is it? No, no honestly, I, I had, had something. I mean, Insomnia. Did he actually do Insomnia? Yeah, he done Insomnia. Yeah. Al Pacino? Yeah. Really? Yeah, it was him. That's one of my favourite. Yeah, really? Yeah, he yeah, did that. That's yeah. a favourite of mine as well, yeah. I mean, his first film was actually The oh. the Following. Right. But that was like a... um, 
it was a it was while he was back in England it was yeah. like a low budget thing but it's still considered a very good film yeah. and I think his films uh, a Nolan film it tries to basically fuck with your mind doesn't it basically that's, that's what well, yeah, Nolan film um, is you know he, he, his films have appeared on our last podcast with Plot Twist mm. The Prestige he's very good at doing that isn't he yeah Inception uh, even Interstellar Interstellar's kind of a weird film as well it is oh, it's all about visually beautiful isn't the, it problem with like films like interstellar is is trying to trying to make complicated sort of physics things yeah. be, you know um understandable for like the wider audience mm-hmm. so it's like how can how can one minute away from earth be seven years on earth that type of thing you do have to kind of have a bit, bit yeah. of a but if you do know that then yeah interstellar yeah. is an absolute masterpiece of my opinion. yeah he this thing his last Dunkirk and Tenet, right? Dunkirk, I saw that in the cinema, and it was—it's totally it's, not a Christopher Nolan. It was film. okay. It's not—it's barely got any dialogue, yeah. isn't it? And it—it it fell short for me a bit. Like I didn't. It's not that I don't appreciate. It. It's just with me. I know this is what he was going for, but with the whole no dialogue thing, it's more just the visuals, isn't it, and what's going on? Because. Um... Doesn't he often work with his brother? He does, yeah. Screenwriter. They both, yeah, they both write their films yeah. together, yeah. And then Tenet is just he tries too hard to be Nolan mm. on that film, and he misses in a lot of lot of places where where previous films have hit. But yeah, I think if you look at those films, like like I said, Memento, mm-hmm. um, he was a very <clears throat> unknown director, and he he wrote a script. And it, obviously, it turned out to be Memento. Mm-hmm. Insomnia, like you said, was one of your favourites. Yeah. And with with the Dark Knight trilogy, he he saw how bad Batman was. You know, you think of Batman, one of the, the most iconic movie characters of all time, comic book heroes of all time. He saw how the '90s films, you know, yeah. with the George Clooney and whatnot, made a laughing stock of him really. And he he literally said, "I want." He went to Warner Bros. I want to make a Batman trilogy, and I'll make it right. And I think he darkened the tone. He added a bit of Nolan-esque into it, and it's widely considered one of the best trilogy of all time now. Um, obviously, the Prestige, one of the best thrillers of all time. Um, that's another one that 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 even in in say the the Victorian times, Victorian England, it can still fuck with your brain, mm. basically. You know, and it's it's very smart. He does that. Interstellar, Inception as well. These are just some of the greatest films of all time, in my opinion. Yeah. You know, Inception once again when. That's the best mind-bending. When Christopher Nolan gets it right, Inception is the best example of that. Um, I personally think uh, The Dark Knight and Inception are his best films. Um, Interstellar as well, that just... um, Once again, it just screws your mind, you know. You're like, what am I watching? But then, I think with Christopher Nolan films, you're like, what am I watching? But then after, when it all wraps up, you're like, that was amazing. And he he can really... and he's compared to the rest. He's very, he's a very young director. Um, he's, I think, he's in his forties. So, luckily, we have got many more years with him. But even just, just now, he's just, he's regarded as one of the best just from his filmography. You know, there's not many films that he's had that I've missed at all. Yeah. I think it's really only Dunkirk and Tenet really that haven't lived up to his previous films. Yeah. I mean, like, like you know, I'm not a huge fan of superhero films. Yeah. but I did like. The Dark Knight trilogy, and controversially, my favourite was Batman Begins because I always love a good origin Obviously, story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Like I said, I think what he did is he wanted to make it. He wanted to put the the superhero aspect second. He wanted to, he wanted to. It's a very character driven film, yeah. and 
I think when you, when you throw it in your face that they are they are a superhero, yeah. that's what the nineties kind of did. And the thing about Batman the, the the trilogy is the fact that I think previous films have have kind of um, it's this notion that you can become a superhero if you've got money. Yeah, you can just buy you know you can buy the fancy equipment, but you know Batman Begins said well you can't you can't just go out um, on the streets. Because there's there's lots of copycats, isn't there? Oh isn't yeah, there? yeah. Um, and it proves that you, you you know yeah you can have the equipment, but you still have to be able to fight. Mm. So it, it, it builds shows this whole training with Azar ninja and stuff. yeah background to it, which is is um, pretty that's why good. it's considered one of the best origin stories, yeah. and in my opinion, one of the best trilogies of all time. Yeah. So that's my case with Christopher Nolan. I think yeah, he, he more does. than deserves to be. Mm. And then once again, with with the snubbing of of um, awards, just think maybe most. Once again, his films aren't aren't award baiting movies or, mm. or yeah. they're, they're, you know they're, they're, the academies tend to go for like dramas or whatnot. You know what I mean? Or, or so that just isn't Chris Nolan, you know. Yeah. And yeah, just those films alone are just any one of those films deserves to be on the top ten directors. So yeah, yeah. I like to take the, I like to take the next All right, one. Next one, Clint Eastwood. Um, Notable films, Sudden Impact, Heartbreak Ridge, Unforgiven, Bridges of Madison County, Mystic River, Million Dollar Baby, Gran Torino, American Sniper, Sully and the Mule. Plus, you know, many, Oh, many, he's got many. many. I, had to, I had to pick a certain... Um, he's, got, he's directed so many films. But. First film uh, was Play Misty for me, which again is... Um, obviously, we all know Clint Eastwood is, you know, Rowdy Yates on uh, Rawhide. That's how he made his break on TV. Then felt like he was typecast, trapped, went off to make Spaghetti Westerns with Sergio Leone, mm. came back, um, really typecast as a, as a, in the Western genre, yeah. really. And Play Misty for me was a complete departure uh, because he, he, well, he acts in it and directs it and it's about a, a late night uh, DJ who gets stalked by this uh, sort of crazy woman. So that's a real departure from the normal sort of Clint Eastwood. Um, would you say he has? I would say he's beat typecast. Yeah, he has. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah, but the way he's beat typecast is by making his own films. Yeah, because I mean, I, I can't remember the figure, but of of sort of forty odd films he's made, he's he's directed and starred in thirty eight oh, yeah, something like that. Them, yeah, and at the age of ninety. Uh, in his 90s he's still going yeah he's still making know? movies so. um, I know his, his latest film got a bit of uh, crime macho a bit, bit of um, critical well, come on he's 90s make, still making movies yeah well they said he, he couldn't really pull off the tough guy yeah. when he's in his 90s but I mean you look at the films that he's made I mean it was notable awards yeah um, obviously Academy Award for the Unforgiven Best Picture Best Director Million Dollar Baby Best Picture Best Director Golden Globes, Bird, Best Director, Unforgiven, Best Director, Million Dollar Baby, Best Director. So, you know, he is, I think, one of you know one of the best directors. Mm. I think sometimes you forget. You forget he's a director. Yeah, because he's such an iconic yeah actor. Um, <clears throat> and you know, he's. I think he's influenced a lot of a lot of people as well. Um, I was just about to say something. I just lost my train mm. of thought. Obviously, obviously, the, the the work he's most yeah. associated with directing wise is, is Unforgiven yeah. and Mystic with a Million Dollar Baby, well, Gran Torino. Yeah, and again, he's worked in so many different genres. Yeah, um, 
he took Unforgiven in '92. He took the Western, which was a dead genre, and he revitalised yeah. it. And he made probably what is arguably considered the best Western ever made. Yeah, it's my favourite Western. You know, hundred percent. Um, and it was it's gritty and it's raw and it, it's how you imagine the the West to be. Yeah. I think it's not something I hadn't seen before, yeah, isn't it? You definitely. Know? So just for that, he's he's you know. To me, he's, he's one of the best. Because I believe also, once Unforgiven came out, there's a whole Western yeah, phase, isn't yeah, there? Exactly. Of the 90s. Even now, we've got Westerns, yeah. and they they're all, you know, they're all all based on that more gritty, more dirty, rugged, real, real portrayal of yeah. of of the Western of Westerns. Um, but so like yeah. you said, he's got a very um, diverse yeah. filmography. You know, uh, Million Dollar a, Baby, yeah. about female boxer, Mystic River. Um, he didn't star in that, but he directed it, and that's about a group of kids to do with you know um, s- abuse and murder, and it, yeah, completely. And then Obviously, you've got um, American Sniper yeah. to do with with PTSD and whatnot, yeah. you know. Sully about the miracle on the Hudson, the mule about an old guy who's losing his his um, his garden uh, centre and decides to move drugs for mm. the Mexican cartel, which is completely... Yeah, that <laughs> was... Yeah. And then a favourite was is, is Gran Torino yeah. as well, yeah. which is a brilliant film as well. With with a, a, a twist ending that mm. you don't see coming. And, and Gran Torino sort of has themes of, of, of racism in that, doesn't yeah. it, as well? Um, but yeah, just, just that filmography alone. And like I said, where, it's bit, where he is such an iconic actor... People do forget yeah. that he does direct films, and he's a brilliant director at, at that. So I think he's more than deserving. Most people, when you say Clint Eastwood, you either think of you know spaghetti westerns, spaghetti westerns, or Dirty Harry. Yeah, that but, is literally it. And then you know, not to mention every which way but loose. Yeah, you know, comedy um, with a obviously sidekick or a tag. Yep. But <laughs> <laughs> um, well, yeah, it's, it's. I think again, a lot of. A lot of his films I, I can sit and watch and I like. I, yeah. can't, I can't think of a film that I didn't really like of his. So. I, think he's a rare, I think he's a rare thing where a lot of people have him in the best director of all time but the best actor yeah. of all time as well. So that just goes to show how great he is. I mean, I, I guess some people would think he's a bit of a dinosaur. and um... Yeah, but their opinion's wrong. So. <laughs> <laughs> right, and I'll let you take the reins for this one right. as well. Uh, the last one is David Lean and his most notable films Great Expectations Oliver Twist Hobson's Choice Bridge on the River Kwai Lawrence of Arabia Passage to India he won a quite Academy Awards for the Bridge on the River Kwai for the Best Director Lawrence of Arabia Best Director and he won BAFTAs for the Sound Barrier Best Film the Bridge on the River Kwai Best Film so why is he on the list? Um, well I was, I, was, I was in doing my research um, I was looking through them, looking through their their films, all these different directors' films, all these different directors' awards. Um, he definitely has the best awards out of the other directors. And the thing that made me put him on the list is so I can't tell you how many directors cited him as an inspiration. Yeah. Like all these huge, every director on the list, yeah, and then some. You know, they they all saw him as an inspiration, or. That he was one of the reasons why they started directing or whatnot, mm. you know, and and I think even though he's got Academy Awards, BAFTAs, I think that 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 plays a part more, you know, the fact they can inspire great directors. Yeah, I think so, and I think you think about his films as well. It's it's not the most prolific director no. again, but the films he's made have had a huge impact. Yeah, and I think 
just Lawrence of Arabia, you, a lot of people, like you say, that I've read about have cited that film as being just a huge inspiration. Yeah. And uh, almost like a, um, a course in itself in filmmaking. Yeah. You know? But yeah, it's just, I. Once again, maybe he's he's not the most well known. No, but it's, it's sad really because he is is one of the no word he is one of the best directors of all time. Yeah. Certainly one of the best to come from these shores as well. And like I said, it was just literally just the the of of course. I mean, he's won two Academy Awards and two Baftas. You yeah. know what I mean? Anyone with that, you know. There's a lot of directors that haven't won that as well. But just the fact that so many directors cite him as as such an inspiration, it's kind of sad that he's kind yeah. of under the radar. Well, it's c- kind of forgotten, isn't it? Mm. Now because um, I mean, his last film, *A Passage to India*, was what eighties. Yeah, it was. So yeah, he, he passed away quite a couple of decades yeah. ago. So he's more, like with Kubrick, he's more of the film buffs, mm-hmm. film buffs director, but more than deserving to be on this yeah. list because he's an absolute legend and one of our best ever. Yeah. So. Any any notable honourable well, mentions? Well, I'm, I'm surprised you haven't got David Fincher on there because I love David Fincher. One of your he's. I mean, you look at the films. I mean, I thought he was the king of the plot twist. Yeah, he is. Yeah, yeah. he is. Uh, I just think that I tried to whittle them down, and I I took a, I put a lot of thought into this, yeah. and I think uh, you even got like a Kira Kurosawa and yeah, people yeah. like that. You yeah. know. Um, uh, Roman Polanski. We're not going to talk about other other, <laughs> other things. Um, you got all these. There's so many great directors like Catherine Bigelow as well, um, but not George Lucas. If anyone was <laughs> Star Wars fans, I can't be. Sydney Lumet, I thought. Yeah, Sydney um, Lumet as well. Yeah, um, who did um, Escape to Victory? Uh, John Sturgis. John Sturgis. Great Escape. Great Escape. Yeah, Great Escape. John Sturgis. He did also um, Magnificent Seven. You yeah. know, you could have him. But I just, I just. I don't know why just these 10 spoke to me yeah they really did um sorry for like the I know that I know there's probably loads more in the international films mm. but obviously we, we're English we don't know them so that's why but then um just for our opinion maybe maybe not Robos as much but because I, no, I did the list I, but I, I agree yeah I just um, I just thought well, was... over over the, my research I just thought they were the the 10 best directors of all time really so I don't. I don't think anyone really. Can, and anyway, it's an opinion, isn't it? So yeah. you know. But I think at least everyone's top ten is going to have a couple of them in, isn't it? So you know. I would have thought so. Yeah. Mm. I hope so. Yeah. Well, I think that's that's. Yeah. That's so. It. Do you, can you can you pick your favourite from that list? I can't. Uh, I really can't. Okay. So my favourite. Director from this list is either Quentin Tarantino or Christopher Nolan. Yeah, and I think the best director of all time is Steven Spielberg. There we go. Okay, I can't. I can't. Mm. It's can. very hard, isn't it? Yeah. Um, just so many. They're just such legends, isn't they? Yeah. But again, it's 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 different eras as well, isn't it? Yeah. So, yeah, I I, I can't <laughs> yeah. my favorite one. Yeah, it's all all great, all great, all greats. Yeah, well, that's it then, isn't mm. it? Short one this week. Um, all that's left to do is say thank you for joining us. Hope to see mm. you again next thank week. Um, 
I believe we're doing um, movie genres well, next week. Well, we're, so. we're, we're going to do, so do something, um, again, a bit different. We're going to do a show that is completely unplanned. Yeah. Um, so I like more. Yeah. So join us then. I'm, and I'm, I believe you wanted to say about the, um, like I said, we're 20 episodes in. Couple of our early episodes. Oh yeah, with, yeah, yeah. I mean, when when obviously like most podcasters, when we first started, we didn't know what, what, we were what the doing. hell we were doing. Yeah. We didn't put any research. We're <laughs> like, like, we're gonna make a podcast, go straight into yeah. it. Now we think we got the gist of it yeah. now. But just beware if you watch a couple of those earlier ones, there is gonna be. Uh, <laughs> I can't even describe it. Maybe a couple yeah. pauses or, or editing yeah, yeah. or whatnot. You yeah. know, but yeah. we're, we're much more confident now and and. <laughs> hopefully you've stuck with us the whole way so yeah thanks for that and hopefully we'll see you again next week okay Okay. thank you very much bye